The grey stone walls of Torquay Harbour reached protectively out and around the countless small craft which lay anchored and hardly moving in the warm blue water. The sun, which poured down relentlessly from a bright, clear sky, seemed to sap the very last ounce of energy out of the after-lunch wanderers who thronged the baking stonework as they shuffled aimlessly in search of shade. The gay, multicoloured dresses and bathing costumes of the brown-legged girls clashing with the white shirts and braces of the perspiring businessmen from the Midlands, and with the blue jerseys and caps of the old fishermen who leant silently across the breastworks, sucking at their pipes. The high white buildings at the back of the harbour shimmered in a fine heat haze and made a perfect setting for the holidaymakers in their quest for pleasure and simple excitements. Although the summer was all but ended, everyone agreed that it had been a season to remember, and even the thought that soon the water would chill with the first touch of the cold Atlantic, and the promenades would be deserted, but for the fishermen and the empty deck chairs, could not remove the deep feeling of satisfaction, especially on the part of the boarding-house owners and the prosperous ateliers. Philip Vivian was probably the only person who did not share those views as he hurried through the slow-moving throng, unaware of the appraising glances from the groups of parading girls, or in fact of anything but the realisation that he was almost certainly about to become bankrupt. In his faded yachting cap, open-necked shirt and khaki drill trousers, he made an interesting figure, his tall, well-muscled body swinging with the easy grace of a professional seaman, and his tanned face proving that he at least was no temporary resident. It was his face which usually caused his few friends to think and to ponder, for although only a young man, thirty-four to be exact, he had a certain sadness and even wistfulness in his wide grey eyes, which made him seem old before his time. Beneath the peak of his cap, the short brown hair curled rebelliously, and the proud tilt of his chin and firm mouth gave the general appearance of recklessness. As he approached the stone steps which ran down to the lower mooring jetties, one of the blue-clad figures detached itself from the wall and grasped him by the elbow. A smile flickered across Vivian's features as he looked down into the wrinkled face of the old boatman. Arthur Harrop was a particular friend of his, who made a casual living by fishing and running the visitors out for short trips in his dilapidated motorboat, the Glory, and his round, red face was a familiar sight indeed in most of the local bars. "'I've been keeping an eye on your boat, Captain,' he wheezed. "'But there ain't been no callers. Do you have any luck?' "'Not a damn thing, Arthur.'